This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace recently launched the latest version of their platform, Squarespace 7, which is a completely redesigned interface. It's lined up with Getty Images and Google Apps, 15 new templates. Try the new Squarespace with a free trial at squarespace.com and enter offer code NATE at checkout and get 10% off. Squarespace, start here. Go anywhere. It's Reading Aloud. I'm your host, Nate Cordry. Uh, it is the third book club episode. First, uh, we talked about Wolf and White Van. Uh, our second was The Love Affairs of Nathaniel P., which uh, was written by Adele Waldman. And today's book club episode, we're talking about Dennis Johnson's The Laughing Monsters. Uh, Dennis Johnson, who I like a lot, wrote uh, Jesus' Son, which is the first um, book of his that I read that I really liked, um, and then Tree of Smoke, which won uh, National Book Award uh, a few years ago. I want to say um, he's German. I believe he's German. I have his Wikipedia page actually in front of me. Munich, yeah, West Germany. Um, uh, Train Dreams also came out, I think, last year or the year before, which is sort of a um, novella. Uh, and he's wonderful. Uh, the Laughing Monsters is the book for this week. And my, uh, my book club family is here. They have microphones and headphones. We're sitting around a table. Um, Julian Smolinski is next to me. Hi, Julianne. Hi, how's it going? It's going well. Uh, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having we're, me. Um, we're not friends. We're internet we're friends. not friends. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. No, that's tr- isn't that that's a, it's it's something, it's a yeah, 21st. Yeah, we're internet friends, yeah. It's like a 21st century thing. Buds, yeah, yeah, we're internet buddies. Yeah. But now we're like tangible friends. Now we're tangible friends. Yeah, which I'm really yeah. excited about. Although that was a bad start, I have to say. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I shouldn't I'm say wounded. we're not. Like, how do yeah. you define the term friend when you've never met but you're friendly and and like communicate that's with each other that's a great other. question that's a like great question like where is the cuz i probably like you wouldn't call me for advice no uh, you know what i mean i would definitely not <laughs> right but that's a, that's a whole different <laughs> that would be conversation super weird um, <laughs> although i don't know i don't know how that would go um, that that's kind of an interesting but i'm really good at giving advice oh, to are my you? friends well now i'll call you for advice yeah and please now call i can it won't anytime. be super weird cuz we've met once yes <laughs> <laughs> be like hey man it's 1 are, o'clock in the morning are you uh, did this book um was this a completely different book than the usual books that you read or is the would this fit in the family of books that usually cross um i generally actually um, this is going to sound terrible but i usually read lady writers um not mm. on purpose but that's just kind of generally what i um gravitate towards um, yeah. but i read um, Jesus' Son in college, and I loved it. So I was excited to read more Dennis Johnson. Me too. It was yeah. uh, Jesus' Son is so fucking so good. So and also just so fucking dark yeah. and heavy. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think you have to be in a specific point in your life to like really dive in and soak in. Yeah, the... I was at Bennington, so that was uh, oh, kind of yes. the perfect place for me in February. Mm-hmm. And there's like a foot yeah. of snow, yeah. and no one <laughs> leaves their rooms. There was about an hour of daylight a day, uh, so it was really great. Yeah. It was perfect did, Jesus' Son weather. Did you <laughs> did you ever go down to Williamstown to meet. Yeah, um, I cross enrolled there actually. Oh, really? Mm-hmm, yeah. They have a uh, relationship. I yeah, because Bennington doesn't actually offer a whole lot of academic classes. It's a lot of kind of weaving and stuff. So right, yeah. right. I yeah. went down there for like literature, which was fun. Did you study like? Because I'm assuming Bennington would have like a lot of theater and like dance and music. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a lot of visual performance and performing stuff. arts kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Simons is here as well. Hey. He's a, Who's an actor and a comedian, improviser, and it's also the first also time that buddies. I'm meeting. Yeah, yeah. internet buddies, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. the first time we're meeting. Yeah. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, this show is about connecting internet buddies. And yeah, <laughs> have you ever noticed? Like, I, I I think it's okay that you pause before saying internet friends, or you qualify it in that way, because I don't know if you've ever had this happen. Um, and uh, Julianne, this remains to be seen with the two of us. That, like, you get along like super well over the internet, but then like whatever the jokes right. that you make mm-hmm. with people, huh. you hear them coming out of the other person's mouth, and you hear their voice for the first time and you're like this isn't happening <laughs> like it's gone have you guys had that happen that's so yeah. funny because I've definitely had that happen where and like and I feel it was like almost mutual because like wow. shit just like went away wow. <laughs> because of someone's voice not because of just their voice but no. like whatever it is the rhythm or the cadence oh, yeah, yeah, or, or the sure. thought behind it I don't know if I can speak it because I've not been introduced but I will say that <laughs> it's the same feeling yeah. thank you that that you 
that you get when I, when I listen to radio. Mm-hmm. Like you picture people's faces yes. and how they look, and then when you see them, I go, ah, yeah. that's not yeah. how I picture that Ty Rizdo that looks like that? Ty Rizdo. What? Yeah. yeah. And, no. Horrifying. Yeah. And so the, I feel like there's a, a similar level to it, like especially with Twitter mm-hmm. or Instagram, you're looking at someone's face, the way they're presenting it or what. You're creating a person, and then the real person comes in. And it's sometimes I mash up, and then sometimes, and sometimes they don't. They don't. Like, yeah. And if it like, and, and sometimes it's too glaring a difference. You're like, yeah. I like that person that I made up. That you yeah, invented. More. Okay, yeah. 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 Anyway, it remains that's, to be that's seen like with a, you like and I. Like a mail order bride kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't like, know yeah. what you're gonna get. You don't exactly. want to be disappointed. Yeah, we'll see. I'll try not to irritate you too much with my voice. <laughs> no, 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 it's going great. Or disappoint so disappoint you with the way that I look in person. <laughs> Tim like Kyrisdal. <laughs> My fourth guest is Kyrisdal. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim, was this a book that you would like usually read, or was this a completely different experience for you, like uh, reading a book like this? I think yeah, it was not a new experience. I think generally I read mostly modern fiction. Yeah. I and uh, so ultimately it was in that world. It's in the world of of modern fiction, and like I want to read more classics, but I do that thing where I. Th- I think they're going to be boring, so I don't read them. But then you actually go and read one, and there's a reason that they've been around for as long as they have, like because they're fucking amazing. And so I generally end up skewing more toward modern fiction. The fact that it was Dennis Johnson, I never read Jesus' Son, but I've started Tree of Smoke like four times, huh, and yeah. I never finished it. And so when I heard it was Dennis Johnson, I was like, ah, fuck Uh-oh. anybody but him, man. It's going to be another fucking book. <laughs> another book that I fucking pick. I mean, like, I yep. I lost a copy from my college library and ended up be having to reimburse the library for that. I bought it at a bookstore and lost it. I've I've checked it out of libraries, started and so finished. I mean, like, I, so that Dennis so- Johnson holds this place for me. <laughs> Where I was just like, going into it maybe wasn't, I wasn't going into it neutral. Well, then the baggage that you bring to this, I'm so excited to get into that. (laughs) Like, that completely changes the way that you, because this is a book club. You have to read a book in a different way. You cannot, you can stop and back out. But when you're in a book club, you have to finish the book, whether you are enjoying it or not, which I think is, it, it informs a lot about, like, your taste and how much you can put up with. And you also learn a lesson, like, all right, this wasn't, I read 100 pages more than I would have usually, but I didn't, you know, shrivel up and die. It was okay. I, I wasn't, like, my favorite thing, but it was also, like, worth my time to, like, go through it. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe that's what you also find out. And you say, all right, if I'm 25 into pages into a book and I don't like it, it is okay to put that book down and fucking move on. Some people have trouble doing that. They feel like, I bought this book or I, I've spent the time. I have, to, I have to finish it. I don't feel that way at all. I'm one of those people. I feel that way. Like yeah, I'll get, you have to. I, I will get stuck huh. on. It's. Not, I don't know why. I don't know why I feel like this. But it's like the commitment to it. It or is I'm not doing my due diligence by by putting it away early. But what'll happen is that I'll have like these two or three months stalls in reading because I'm th- uh, two thirds of the way through a book or like you know or halfway through and it just sits there because I have no desire to go back to it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually either I'll finish it or and just give up. And so I don't know. So I am. Yeah, one of I think people. it feels like you failed when you don't finish a book, yeah. like a movie. I don't walk out in movies either. I feel like, well, I'll watch it. I'll yeah. finish it, yeah. and I may not like it. But a book is obviously a bigger time commitment. But it feels like the it feel like you're in an abusive relationship. The book makes mm-hmm. you feel like I'm smarter than you. <laughs> you should be getting me, and you're not. Like, and you have to be like, no, I'm smart. Book, I'll take you down. I'll read you. I'll read you That's all the funny. way to your end. You know, and uh, and then you feel this guilt, and like it's a guilt that I would never feel if I was watching like uh, that show Revolution. I'm like that. No, no, I'm yeah. not coming back to this show. Right. No right. issue with it. But a book, it's like, well, someone is slaved, and you know, I'm yeah. the dumb one. Right. Um. Yeah. So that's. that's that's how I feel too. But I'm like struggling to get through a book right now. I'm just sort of like, I can't decide if I've liked it. But I also know that for me, I have to like go like get in enough before I know I don't like it or like it. Cause like like a page like 75 or 100, I'm like, oh, this is great. I just didn't hmm. I didn't like jump all the way in before. Yeah, I feel like you have to give a book in like your, that much time. I don't know, at least for me. In your brain, like what is the number that it's sort of determined like about a hundred. Okay. A hundred feels like I've done That's I've fair. done enough. Yeah. I mean, depending on yeah. the size of the book. I've done enough where I'm like, I know I like this or I know I don't. Like it's not clicked over. Because I think, you know, sometimes there's exposition and you have to kind of get it out in a certain way. And then it re- like to, you know, I know people compare the wire to like a book, you know, the 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 series The Wire. And yeah. so it's like, yeah, the first like four episodes of The Wire are 
okay, but they're they are laying a lot of track, and yeah. then all of a sudden it pays off, and it pays off for years. Yeah, but you know, I feel like so I, I try to give the book that. What yeah. about what about uh, your Dennis Johnson baggage? Did you bring no <laughs> no Dennis Johnson baggage? As a matter of fact, uh, I also read modern fiction. I've just come off reading two autobiographies, uh, Lena Dunham and Amy Poehler's. I just read those two. Oh, uh, cool! And so I was like, all right, so this is kind of fun to jump into this. Uh, and I got this as a gift for somebody at Christmas because I uh, actually for my stepdad I was like oh he likes like mystery books like Jack Reacher like those kind of books and it was yeah. if you like this you'll like this on Amazon and it, had, it was printed big print in one of them and he likes big print <laughs> and I read a couple of reviews like great so it, it, it checked all the requirements and I sent it out so when you position is like, oh, great. I'll, I'll read like kind of like a smarter version of a Jack Reacher book. Yeah, I'll yeah, read yeah. a dumb version of a Jack Reacher right, book. I don't right. care. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I guess I'll start it off. I, I, um, I had trouble. It was, uh, it was a rough experience getting through this book for me. Yeah. I, there were um, a lot of moments where I appreciated his writing and his turn of phrase and the setting that he painted for me, but the overall plot of the book and the way that it was um, that it was set up really frustrated me. And I'm also learning in doing this podcast that I get frustrated quick. And I'm trying to manage that, like, all right, just give it, relax, give it another, give it some time. It doesn't have to, like, explode in your face immediately. And if it's okay if after 25 pages it's not there for you. It's okay. Commit to it, do the work, and it'll pay off. And because in this book, it doesn't, for me, it didn't get until page 100 that the actual crux of the story starts. That made me mad. Yeah. <laughs> I was mad at him. Yeah. We well, Be- see, okay, I'm not to interrupt you. Like, yeah, I, please. I got in right away on this book hard because I felt like it felt like a Raymond Chandler book yeah. or something like that. It felt like, oh, totally I love noir. this tone. And, yeah. and, I, and I kind of, the the plotting of it, I was like, I don't even know really what's happening. I just sort of like, yeah. we're in Africa, and I kind of just <laughs> was enjoying that. And I just kind of yeah. like, I was like, oh, this is kind of, I felt like I just jumped into that right away. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I had a more of a, a trouble in the, the second half of the book where I was like, where what's are we going? going on? Yeah. Like, because I, I didn't know where it was an irresponsible narrator or something. I don't know. Like, I was like, right. I just didn't know what was exactly happening. And then I got more frustrated. Yeah, I said the same thing. I didn't read any of the flap copy. I didn't mm. uh, do any research yeah. about the book. I just started it and I thought like, oh, this is about spies. This is going to be really yeah. fun because this is not something that I normally read. And then it kind of became evident that it wasn't really about spies at some right. point. And I yeah. think maybe he even started that way. Like he was going to write a Raymond Chandler thing yeah. and then – ran out of steam or took a left turn and I think I kind well, of lost faith in him at some point. Yeah. yeah. Go, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I, I obviously I have some baggage going into this, <laughs> but like, but I did the same thing. I didn't, I like, I didn't read, I didn't read the, the, the jacket and I didn't, I didn't like look up anything about it before just so I could go and right. clean. Yeah. yeah. And there was, but I, I had a thing, it was like, it's like 298 pages and there's always that part of me that's like. If a book is under, like, that's my measure of, if a book is under 300 pages, yeah. I feel like, what the fuck are we even reading this for? I feel like that's, <laughs> oh, the, there, that's, no, a that's really? my sweet spot. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, I would love to read. Oh, yeah. Yes. I always feel like, I feel like, to me, 300 in, in this, I guess, like, this modern like this modern fiction, it's just like, man, put two extra pages in there, so just so we can all tell our. So like, uh, so I, I had that going in. Uh, Have another jungle hallucination scene, just yeah, one just more. like one more. Oh my that's all god! I needed. So I had that. It, it, to me, that's like watching a sixty-five minute movie. It's like it's mm, got to be ten minutes longer. You see, like I, I feel like I, I love reading, and then sometimes I get daunted. Buy a bigger book. I'm like, oh, all right, mm-hmm. you know, and because I Absolutely. know that I'm not going to be able to like carve out the time to read it in a in a in a quick enough way that's going to resonate. You know, it's like I don't yeah. have like hours where I can just be like, I'm going to sit back and read now. So I think these like little things. I'm reading that the love the love affairs of Nathaniel P. Right now, I'm like perfect. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, enjoying it like and just because like, I can manage it like mm-hmm. that to me. I know it makes whatever. I shouldn't be managing my my entertainment, but it feels like I yeah. I you feel accomplished. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you, you, I don't know, like if you're 23 and you're, you know, you have, you're just sort of like, maybe you're working a job and, but you're living, you know, you sort of have yeah. that time. Yeah. And but most likely you, you probably get, even have time at whatever job it is you're yeah. working. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Fucking book. 
But as you get older and your responsibilities get a little bit broader, I have you a have kid. To I can't. I'm yeah. like I'm like barely able to get through like <laughs> ten pages a night. I gotta yeah. like you know yeah. cram. I gotta. Yeah. Uh, did you guys notice this? Like at the beginning, I felt like there was this whole thing of like the minimalist style that he. Was, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. like like to me at the beginning, I was a little bit put, I was a little bit put off by the beginning in that style because it was like I get that you're going minimalist, but it almost feels like you're not actually writing anything. <laughs> I needed, yeah, I needed, I needed like to a little on. bit more. Yeah. I you needed have a to little help. more exactly. minimal. But I felt like I needed more help. I yeah. feel like what I, I think the thing that kind of caught me at the end, which it seems like what caught you guys in the beginning, is the character is apathetic to a point of like, yeah. he <laughs> yeah. doesn't even really, he kind of wants to be there, but he doesn't care that he's there. Like, I think he wants to be there. But he has no drive. Yeah, he has ultimately. no loyalty, yeah. no ties to a fucking country. He's like a let pe- alone like, a, a job. He's just just this free floating amoeba. And he's a whatever. Like, and sometimes he's this, and sometimes he's that. He's almost like a pinball. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. and now he's here. Now he's here. Now, and I feel like that, like not having a main character with a drive, mm-hmm. is probably what I think made the last leg of this book for me. Kind of like especially when he leaves the camp at the end, like the uh, and they give him like the bag full of stuff yeah, and yeah. everything, and he just throws it away. I'm like, wait, why did he yeah. do that? Well, yeah. All right, now <laughs> yeah. I don't understand what the reasoning yeah. is because we're hearing it through his the, for a lot of it through yeah. his own point. I, you know, so that was like there were issues that I was having. What, yeah. what was the thing like the hundred page thing? Like where what was that for everybody? Did everybody agree on like what the thing was? What do you I mean? mean? Am, I, am I making the? Am I am I am I asking a good question there? I think you like. When did you lose interest, or when did you? I think like there was a point when I like to really feel like not that I need things to be super plotted out, but I like to feel like I'm in the hands of somebody who knows where this is going. Yeah. And at yeah. some point, I was like, he doesn't know where this is going. And you, yeah, yeah you need to be conscious of your fucking audience and yeah. your like. Help us out a little bit, mm-hmm. and maybe and it's fine to have a, a main character that doesn't have drive or and that's fine as long as that as that is the story and he's surrounded by people who do or like well the story yeah like he was the catalyst for mo- like he was the one making all the deals pulling all the people in but he didn't care so it's like and, and I yeah. feel like I mean I know and I know what you're saying like yes you can have that type of an apathetic character but there was it kind of like translated also to the writing. I felt like it. Yeah. You know. well, it, it also seems like it's supposed to be kind of a survival story at some point. Yeah. And he doesn't like, does he want to not die? I, I didn't really. Well, that's yeah. why the ending is like the biggest. The ending is the biggest fuck you of the whole book. Yeah. Like, it is. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, completely. let's do yeah. it again yeah. somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, really? Okay. Like after the the last fucking 17 days of your life, you're going to go and do this again? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I I didn't I think maybe I hadn't even I wasn't even paying attention at that point. I think I might have just been flipping pages. I think it was at the point when he was in the thing and he was like, I'm sick and I'm drinking I'm drinking this filthy water. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, and so he's like going downhill in when he's captured. Mm-hmm. And then there's like this like in those one of those big time jumps and he's like, Feeling better today. I got yeah. some clean yeah. clothes. Like I don't know just why I'm out of prison. I'm Whoops. out of prison. Yeah, how does that happen? Why does why did Dennis Johnson make that choice? Well, and it's also I like, don't understand. And he, that. and he fluctuates between these emails which I kind of like what I loved about things I loved about the book were like the writing an email and then deleting it all mm-hmm. and then yeah, rewriting yeah. something else I love that I yep. thought that was a really cool that conceit. was fun. that was so um, fun. and but you know the book was told it, it jumped around and it, like I didn't know what was the truth and I, I feel like there was no so, there was no landing point to be like yeah. is the email are the emails the truth and then like when he's writing these emails to the the the, the Tina Tina yeah. from the CIA, and then he's like, "Well, what I love Davidia." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that I, I want to talk about that. Like, yeah. what what why was this in the book? I have no idea. Not, no reader is invested in who that is because mm-hmm. he hasn't painted. And I guess no. this is what he was doing specifically. He didn't paint a specific enough picture of what the relationship is, who this person was. He almost like made assumptions that we would get by just the little like kernels he dropped. About like what the relationship was, and you would invest in well, it. But I, had, I was like, who the fuck to is? Me, why, are do, why are we devoting so much time to this person? And it seems like I like the book more than all of you. But that, but I will say, <laughs> so, uh, but, but not, not, not like it. So, but I will say that I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, what if his relationship with Tina is his same relationship with D- uh, Davidia or uh, Davidia, yeah, Davidia, I guess, which is nothing. Yeah, like it's, it, it's sort of like, and I almost felt like, oh, are these emails? Even really, like, 
being sent? Or are they just like an email to air? Like, you know, it's like right. he's writing these people that he fantasizes about because he doesn't really have a, a strong relationship. I mean, he has that one kind of scene right before they get captured, you know, where he kind of goes back to get her after he's been, uh, after Adrico has been like sliced open at that club. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's like they didn't have a, a really strong relationship either to be like, I love her now. No, yeah. yeah. She's my love. And, why? Yeah. Like, okay, how did that happen? That yeah. yeah. And even if he caught her on the helicopter, I don't think it would have been reciprocated or... Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. no way. So I kind of feel like he's a guy who is driftless and that, and that kind of like anchors him down because he doesn't... Like, he doesn't want to have a... T- like, he wants to go to the next spot. He's not longing mm-hmm. to go home to Tina. He's not longing to go home anywhere. He just wants to go to the next adventure, this next kind of chaos, chaotic event until he yeah. dies. You know, I, f- I feel like that's, that kind of is what I felt. I don't know. I got, I got into the little moments of this, uh, the you know, the spy kind of stuff. It was just, yeah. it's very rare, yeah. but there are a yeah. few spy moments, mm-hmm. like that little computer chip that he had, all the information yeah. of all the internet connections of wherever it was mm-hmm. throughout Europe or something or West Africa. Like if you cut these lines, you fuck the U.S. Like yeah. he has that information. And the fact that he had to like hide it under a, uh, like it was in a bathroom or something, like in the floor, he had to like dig up the floor and hit yeah. it there. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff was really cool. And the fact that he went into that, um, the, the Presley, Elvis Presley place and found the little stair, tricked the, he had like some code word for the guy. So he went downstairs. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that yeah. Little, yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that those little rooms exist where, you where know. Where he had his own keyboard, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. all of that intrigue stuff was yeah. you know, exciting. And then it just kind of was like, no, nah, we're just going to throw all that away. Well, exactly. Yeah. We, we'll touch on that just mm-hmm. a bit. But really what the story is about, it's not about spies um, tricking each other. It's yeah. about this malaise, this like, Africa is terrible. <laughs> and this, that's another title for this book. Yeah, Africa, Africa is, is terrible. terrible. Well, and that's, and, and when I, when I read some, when I did some research on it too, I found out he spent a lot of time in Africa. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he was like, I should write a spy story, but here's some cool things I saw in Africa. And yeah. then he kind of just like, yeah, I'll kind of put this story, but it's so half-assed. The spy, like, it kind of feels like these are the notes for like a bigger yeah. idea like or, that is yeah. not executed. Or like right, there's that right. thing where he's That's talking a to point. a friend who's also been to Africa and he's telling that person a story and maybe that person was there with him. So you don't really need to fill it all in and yeah. the other person just kind of gets it. I, that's like, yes. yeah. so that yes. way it's like, I don't really need to tell you all the little stuff that goes on because you already know. I don't already know. I don't know any of this I'm so sensitive to that. That drives me crazy when a writer makes, in my point of view, makes those assumptions about the audience that it, what I'm doing is enough, and it's okay for them to do the math in their See, head and fill in the blanks, which is fun. That's yeah. dumb book smart, or dumb reader smart book. That's syndrome. Like I'm like I'm not getting this, but I will come yeah, to me. He, I, I, yeah. he knows better than yeah, me. he knows yeah, better. Yeah, I've I've tried to like get over that and be like, no. If sometimes the writer isn't doing enough work. Well, too. there is that thing. Like I feel like more recently. I don't know. Like, I, I, mean, I, I suppose we have all done this, like armchair quarterbacking movies after we've seen them, like immediately being able mm-hmm. to pick them apart. Mm-hmm. And more recently, I have been doing that, th- like that thing, you're like, oh, that sucks, or why did they do that? Figuring out, like, okay, well, there was probably a reason that that was there. And I think that maybe that has made me stick with books a little bit longer in that like, yeah. the book is smart and I am dumb. But this felt like this, either he didn't do enough research or if he was making stuff up. Like, I don't know if any of these organizations exist. Like, obviously, like, the right. UN is real. I yeah. know that. But, like, yeah. any of the other, like, <laughs> right. I don't know if there's a secret internet that's just for the army. Like, if that's real, that's really cool. Or if he made it up, that's really cool. But when he just, like, throws stuff away or just barely touches on it, you're like, I really want to feel like you're an expert. Yes. And you're helping me, and like, learn something. And, yeah. not, to, and not to, like, I, I feel bad because I feel like I've mentioned Jack Reacher a few times on this show, but uh, the... Is Jack Reacher your favorite book? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I never had read him you before. Like modern a, fiction. Uh, <laughs> I never really read him before, like, a year ago. And I just, and I was like, oh, these are kind of perfect, like, they're perfect airplane books and they're mm-hmm. really fun, but that's an example of a book that is, that pays off on, like, he does, it, it's like a James Bond, but it's not, you know, it's, um, and he, he does all this kind of cool spy stuff, and you, you buy into it, but then there's a story that actually has a beginning, middle, and end, and mm-hmm. I feel like this is, like, and I feel like you can do it, but I, I don't know if, I don't know what happened here, like, it just doesn't, yeah. 
It just doesn't feel like anything was thought out. And the, the fact that you cared about stuff, so I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you for caring about that. Like, it just, it's not important. It's like, I don't, I don't know. I, I felt more betrayed. Like, I felt like the U.S. Yeah. government. I felt betrayed by this well, guy. Well, I think yeah. I was also trying to make something bigger of it than it was someplace. Like, is this, is Michael supposed to represent Africa? And he's the white right. man, like, coming in and plundering it. And I was trying to do that as yeah, well. Yeah, and then yeah. every once in a while he says something that's so racist or horrible or unlikable. Yeah. Or yeah. he's, like, sleeping with a prostitute. Who's and he's calling 13. her a yeah. brown slut. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, whoa, God. <laughs> like, this is. I'm on the side of this guy? Yeah. I, I don't know that I really want to see this guy live or or have hallucinations or hear about his like eight hour plane trip. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of like talking about how bad being on a plane was, and you're like, right. oh, that's yeah. great. And how much my dad does that too. The, right. thing, the, the, the <laughs> thing that was going wrong in your life was not that long plane yeah, trip. No. It's that you have sex with 13 year olds. Like, that's a much bigger <laughs> yeah, problem in your sex life. sex with children in Africa. Maybe yeah. let's focus on that. But sorry that you didn't have uh, Guys, one in service. Africa. Yeah, one in Africa. <laughs> on that note, we're going to take the uh, briefest of breaks. We'll be right back with more. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Box. It's a sample box service to make you feel better, to make you feel healthy. Is there a better box service than that? They send you samples to make you feel better about your body and your life. And then you get to choose of those samples which one you love the most. And then you order regular sized versions of them. And then they send them to you in a box right to your home. It's kind of amazing. I mean, it's what, four or five healthy snacks or vitamins or even like fitness DVDs, whatever. Every $10 box you get, you can get 10 bucks back in these reward points. So that's 10 bucks you can use toward a full-size purchase of whatever product you're into. It's a great deal and a great service. And Blue Box is offering you a chance to get $20 off a three-month subscription. Three months and just 10 bucks with the promo code NATE. So go to bluebox.com. There's a, a little microphone in the top left-hand corner, and you type in the promo code NATE. So that's, that's kind of a deal. 20 bucks, three months, make it happen. Here's to discovering a healthier you. We're back. We're talking about Laughing Monsters, the novel by Dennis Johnson. Uh, Julianne, Tim, and Paul are sitting around a table with me, and we have... Varying opinions, but not really. I feel like pretty much we're all on the same page. Yeah. With a general level of, um, for me, it's frustration. Uh, but and also, if I if if I may, an appreciation in a way for for some really wonderful moments. Some of his turn of phrase, I, I think, is um, beautiful and simple, and I like a lot. And I wanted to um, read. Because this is a show called Reading Aloud, I wanted to read, I feel, oh, I think I... Is this Reading Aloud or is this Book Club? This is uh, Reading Aloud Book Club. It's both yeah. of those things. Oh, it's the both? It's the both. Oh, I thought they were two separate. Should I be <laughs> saying this while we're <laughs> recording? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't hide anything. Um, there was, uh, there's a passage that really struck me, and I think of all the moments of this book, it's the one that will stick with me is when they are driving, I forget if they're going to, I think it might be when they're driving to the where he wants to have the wedding, to his old, oh, yeah. um, to the place where he grew up, mm-hmm. where they're driving and it's crazy and um, he's laying on the horn and he hits the woman. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then Fuck, he, man. He, he just keeps driving and the other character is Davidia and... Nair. Oh, I love this. Yeah. I think I know what you're going to read. This is with, a great little... Yeah, where yeah. they both... They both um, the, the passage is this. It's, it's on 133 uh, in your hardcover version when they're driving through um, the hills going up to um, the mountain. Daylight was almost gone as we got near the border, a good circumstance for people smuggling themselves, and we passed among groves of tall eucalyptus. Michael driving like an African... Far too fast for the crumbling red dirt surface. I mean fast. 90 or 95 kph mostly. Scaring the bikes to the side by means of constant beeping. Using the horn more than the brakes. Oblivious to the children, goats, ducks, trucks coming at us. The overloaded buses appearing around road bends. Leaning on two wheels. And women walking down the road balancing burdens on their heads. Mostly basins full of white ants centimeter long termites they sell in the market as snacks. 
I've never tried them, but it's a comfort to realize that every couple hundred meters or so across this land, a chest-high berm teems with nutrient morsels. One of these women crossed our path, her right hand raised to steady the pan on her head, blocking half her sight. She couldn't have seen us. She kept walking into the road. Michael tried to veer, and we hit her. We struck her down. I heard her say, uh, in a way I've never heard it said, never. And the jeep swerved, bounced, straightened, and kept on. I looked back. She was flung down on the clay pavement in the dusk. She looked lifeless. Davidia said, Michael, Michael, she's hurt. She wasn't watching, he said angrily, going faster now. His shoulders hunched as he pushed the accelerator hard, and we were racing away from, what, a murder perhaps? We'd never know. Michael, Michael, Davidia said, but Michael said nothing, and she said, go back, go back, go back, go back, but we wouldn't go back. We couldn't. Not in Africa. This hard, hard land where nobody could help that poor woman flopped probably dead in the road, and where running away from this was not a mistake. The mistake was looking back at her in the first place. I feel like that, like I got chills. Yeah. Like that yeah. pain. Yeah, that's that. powerful stuff. It's not just the fact that they hit a woman with their car. It's that he backed up with those last two sentences yeah. and looked at Africa as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was beautiful because then I saw, um, I wouldn't otherwise read a book like this and for that sentence, I feel like I appreciate this book because we all have our points yeah. of view about like certain parts of Africa that are in my brain from what I see on the news like lawless. And that was like a perfect – it just – to me, it was described really beautifully how backwards that world can be. And it just – it's so devastating and heartbreaking. I thought it was really lovely. I did I did go to Africa and not like a I went to this place called Dakar and it's like kind of northern northeastern Africa and uh and it's ama- it was amazing it kind of reminded me of this because we had to like travel to this like village to do this thing with malaria uh we were giving people malaria and uh <laughs> and uh and, and, and it was and, and it was and we were in these cars and and that that section in particular <laughs> took so like really felt that same way. You really the streets are so kind of not like that, and you're just you know like we flew on these weird planes and everything about it. I remember going wow. through the security. There were security checkpoints at airports, and you were just wearing a backpack, and everyone was going through and it was like dee dee. They're like go go go, and then there and then when you finally had to get back on the flight to go to the states, there was like. Uh, like Delta had their own security uh-huh. thing set up that yeah. you had to go yeah. through like another one. But it was all that travel and like even the uh, – when they were drinking that – was it uh, that alcohol that was like in the like the tubes yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that? I love that. Like I loved going to – I mean it sounds dumb to say, but I love going to that place and yeah. reading that book. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like the, like the the parts didn't equal the sum or whatever. It's like they, oh, they had yeah. – I thought like the characters were really interesting. The world was really cool. But it just didn't tie together. The parts didn't equal the sum. Yeah. Yeah. to put it. Maybe there is something in, in that sentence, like in that sentence of like the mistake is not the looking, mistake is the mistake back. is looking back. And I don't know. Yes. I mean, like this might be putting too much on it, just because this is the one passage we've read from it. But maybe that is also something that we should be thinking about in reading it. Like the mistake yeah. is actually trying to assume that these are going to be nice people. The mistake is that like that they are worthwhile mm. or that they will make mm. any sort of rational choice. Like that isn't that's just isn't the world that they live in. Yeah, I don't know. There was totally. a great there's a great line, and I'm going to butcher the line, but it, it's similar to uh, being that like I'm definitely butchering it now. But it's like that if you you can get like you can get uh, with a little bit of terrorism, you can get like anyone really excited, like, oh, a, yeah, like, yeah. like a hard on. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and I love that thought too. That these are what these guys they had a purpose before. I think things got to where they are now. Like yeah. you know, there's uh, you know, and I feel like that idea that that was the, their only excitement now is to create this 
energy of what they once had, yeah. uh, you know, in- intrigue and espionage. And now it's it feels like it's all gone away. So they're almost manufacturing problems. And then they don't really, they can't really pay it off, but it just gives them that rush. It's like, you know. Well, there's a, he says something about that in the beginning, about how he's drawn to chaos now and that's all he wants, that he doesn't want yeah, money. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't want the house. And I thought, okay, well, that's intriguing. But I think that that sort of fell off at some point because yeah. then it just became this thing about getting out of the jungle or going back and getting the money, which yeah. is kind of like not where it came from in the first place. And I think when that woman died, you're like, okay, this isn't a story about human people or humane people. Yeah. yeah. So when when they got to... The woman living in the tree at the end, I was completely and totally had no idea what had yeah. happened. Me, me yeah. too. Lost. Yeah. Me That's too. that like to me it fell apart. You asked that question, like when did it fall apart? Yeah. Like yeah. for me it was when he left that the prison. Like yeah. whenever yeah. Like, I was like, okay, well now everything that I feel like it was gonna culminate to mm-hmm. is, Ugh, it, is yeah, it just gone. like it just went yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. And it just right. sort of like and I just felt like, oh, that's when I was like, what's yeah. happening? There were a couple times throughout that being one of them, like, where all of a sudden, like, my enjoyment of it, uh, you can't see the hand motion that I'm doing, but it's very close to the table. It's very close <laughs> to the tabletop. This was my enjoyment level. Take a picture. And then, like, please. a pass. <laughs> <laughs> like, there would be a passage that just shot it. Yeah, like through yeah. the roof. There yeah. was, his hand uh, just went uh, up in the air. Uh, yeah, my <laughs> hand just <laughs> went the above the mic. <laughs> above his head. Those at home, if there's a ruler, we're talking about yeah. about 24 inches right yeah. now. Yeah, right? we're talking uh-huh. at least a good, good 24 inches of enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as that passage was done, it went back Crashed. down to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, like the, the 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 fight scene where he gets cut up oh, in the great. bar. Oh, great. That yeah. was a great. Yeah. Like, that was amazing. The, the yeah. description of how he got into it was fantastic. And it was... It was that great that great thing that novels can do, like where you describe the brain activity that's trying to interpret the different action that mm-hmm. shouldn't be there of his friend getting strangled. Yeah. yeah. Like that sort of yeah. thing. Like, no, that those images should not be happening. Yeah. So we're trying to process how we got there. Right. Um and uh that was a big one. That was one. And like there were like little moments. I'm I'm checking my notes. There was like little moments <laughs> of little things like I love this kind of thing. Like I did not grow up in Chicago, but after college, I moved there. And there was this rumor, and I don't know if it's actually true. There was always this thing that the water, like the water lines and the, and the underground electricity lines in Chicago were all right next to one another. Um, but they would send out uh, like an electricity team to dig up, to, to dig up the street. And then they would fix the they would fix the electricity, or they'd do whatever improvements they need to do. They'd cover it, and they'd send out a team to asphalt over it. And then if they need, then they knew that they would need to fix the water. They would send in a team, and they would dig it up again, and they would fix the water, and they'd send in another asphalt team just so that they could keep people working. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. So basically, they knew that they had to go. They knew that they had to be in the hole, but yes. they dug the hole and covered the hole twice mm-hmm. to keep people working huh. because it's better for the city that people right are working. that people right. out there. And like right. there has like that great sort of like Chicago corruption yeah. to it. Yeah, and there was yeah, that yeah. moment where. Uh, the the his bike tire went flat in front of a business yes. that uh, repairs yeah, bike tires yeah. Yeah. and i just love that, that like that's the economy of mm-hmm. that world yes. is yeah. if i don't if i don't sabotage your bike yep. this is now how, this is how i make a living i, I sabotage your bike and i fix it and yeah. it's just like this is just how it is like i'm not going we're not going to question it there's another moment similar to like that to um to build on that was the, the his interrogator, I think the second interrogator, mm-hmm. who had the well, muscle, who could yeah. get to Susan Rice. Mm-hmm. And he said, they were talking about money or specifics or something. And the last sentence that he says, I think this is the last time you see him. Um, oh, yeah, I know you're, yeah. He, yeah, he says like, you wouldn't believe it, but I can, we can do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like the terrorism business <laughs> yeah. is really good. We mm-hmm. are flush oh, yeah. with cash. Yeah. I can buy anything I fucking want. And that, are, that's yeah. the promise of the premise that I feel like we never really yeah. got You're to. Totally it's like, right. And You're that totally and that's right. like those are the moments. I love that interrogation stuff. I loved like just all those little things that just feel like they're pockets. Like again, yeah. like you're, you know, hand low to the table and Paul's high, hand yeah. was yeah. low to the table <laughs> and, and it threw up at least twenty four inches. And those are and those are the fun those are the fun moments. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, yeah. I got really you're excited. Have terrible people in like a terrible place, you have to have them do cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. Damn right. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like fire off some fireworks. Like show yeah. us some fun, mm-hmm. cool shit. Yeah. I had a bunch of emails from um 
from you listeners about this book, and I wanted to read, um, Matt sent this, this one in. I just finished the novel, and my first reaction is how inconsistent the plotting was in the novel, yeah. mm-hmm. and now I felt as if that contributed to some genre confusion for me, especially in the latter sections of the story. Was it a post-9-11 spy thriller? Was it a character study on a severely damaged, world-weary, oblivion-seeking man? What is a str- was it a strange love-esque satirical peek into the absurdity of modern intelligence techniques? What is a, was it a strange, violent, otherworldly travelogue? Was it, as I can only assume from reading the last 15 pages, a fucking buddy comedy? <laughs> yeah. Overall, it was an incredibly slow burn for the first half of the novel for me, which then veered unexpectedly into a strange, dreamlike narrative. I'm still struggling with exactly what I just went through reading that thing. It feels oddly oddly unwieldy for being as brief as it is. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a great point. This thing yeah. is... This guy, yeah. that's a great yeah. email. Yeah. I didn't cap- yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt, uh, yeah, he he dropped some truth. There was another one that uh, I think. Was, By the way, I just to yeah. point out, well reviewed this book. Yeah, very well reviewed. Well, love uh, well him. oddly, the, the, the very New York first Times didn't love it. No, really. The who did? The New York Times. Didn't yeah, that's okay. the one yeah, I saw. That was oh, the yeah. only one that I read. Yeah, yeah. I read the, it was thorough the first, research. It, it was the first I, well, one you know, I, th- well. I think well, maybe it wasn't like well, I, I thought it was like a lot of three out of uh, like I felt like it was yeah. not like bad, but I felt like it it was. I think people were like. Cool. It's really cool. He's well, doing yeah. he's yeah. obviously and like a great writer, and you can get that. I think that's yeah. what part of the frustration is because it just doesn't. It seems like he didn't commit to it, or yeah, like yeah. he didn't go hard enough. And I feel like because of his other books are yeah. so fucking committed. So Jesus, son, that that train is on the track from page one, yeah. and this world is very specific, mm-hmm. and you are on board, like with how fucking dark and mm-hmm. painful. And it's like this is about addiction, and mm-hmm. we're gonna fucking get into yeah. it, mm-hmm. and this. Like we've all said, and, and um, how some of the readers have said, it's, it's muddled and confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, Griffin wrote, um, uh, I had, this puzzled me for a while. I didn't quite know what to make of it. It's cl- clearly not a conventional spine novel. It's too convoluted. The characters are too strange. The action begins and ends without warning and often apparently without consequence. That's another thing that mm-hmm. really frustrated me. Billing it as an espionage thriller appears to be a mistake. I had much more luck when I began to consider it as an existential novel. The absurdity of modern life applied to the intelligence community and foreign affairs. Maybe not a political satire as much as using politics to, to create a life sat- satire. Adrico is adrift in his own home, disappointed when his home tribe has gone to chaos and is ruled by an absurd queen. This betrays him because he expected a warm reception. The only difference between him and Nair is that Nair holds no illusions. He was unconvinced from the beginning that Adrico's wedding would work as planned. Nair himself is a mess of nationalities, less adrift from his home than he is born without one. Johnson appears to be, to me, to be contrasting Western and African ways of coping with uh, modernity. Did you guys feel like it was sort of because I don't think it was because we don't see much of how the West is successful yeah mm-hmm. and it's, I don't see much of a comparison it's only that this is the world that we're in and it's a fucking disaster yeah and I didn't see that there is that he was like well if we went somewhere else and I had a life somewhere else it would be cool and everything would be fine right this guy just is full of darkness and it well doesn't he doesn't want like to go home to he doesn't want to I didn't even get that that he was rebelling from work. It just felt like he wants to be here. He wants to be mired in this, yeah. like drink himself to death. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's why all the women stuff felt so tangential to start off with Tina and then to go to yeah. Davidia. Like he doesn't really seem like somebody who you know will be happy anywhere with yeah. anyone, and there's no endpoint to it. That brought up a question for me that I might throw out to you guys. Did you study like literature in yeah. college? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did, what did you guys? I do? did not study literature, but I no. took literature class. Okay, I did not. Study I'm going to throw this out to everybody, but I think I might start with you on, because right. you have like a history in this sort of right. in this sort of thing. I find it hard when reading, like I while reading a novel, I find it hard, or maybe I just don't have the tools to both read it and be invested in it and dissect sort of like the the, the literal of what is happening and then also stand above it mm-hmm. and then read like what might be a take on absurdity. And I don't know if there are tools that you can that you can might be able to tell me to help me with that. Uh, or is that just something that takes practice? Practice. Yeah. yeah, I think it's that, but also like with a a book that you're reading in a literature class, it's usually for a reason that it's an example of something. And a a problem with this book is that, you know, there's the genre confusion. And I I think that, you know, I wouldn't be able to say what this was if someone asked me if it's espionage or if it's, you know, just kind of a depressing 
novel. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I can't I, – I think that there are certain times when that's really clear and that's easy to do. But I think that if, if you're struggling with that in particular here, I had the same issue that I wasn't able to – I was kind of looking for themes. I was looking for – like uh, kind of overarching, especially when you're talking about Africa and, and yeah. you know, we're doing this. It's a it's not necessarily a spy novel, but it's definitely got this kind of um, it's it's a white dude and a black dude who are in Africa together. And they're like two men without a country. And it's like it's kind of like a gritty like, lethal weapon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like there should be some kind of like this is a statement about something. But if this was making some kind of statement, I have no idea what it was. Okay, no. so Africa is Joe Pesci. Yes, uh. Africa is Joe Pesci. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe and I, Rene Russo is the video. Yeah, the video. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it is. I mean, maybe this goes into that thing of like you all. I just always assume the book is going to be smarter than me, and uh, I'm the one not getting. But I suppose if it is a really good book, it just shows up there. Whether or not you're specifically looking, well, yeah, we, that's what we, I. Yeah, that's what yeah I we did about. a thing in the first book club. We had read this book, uh, Wolf and White Van, mm-hmm. and I felt like in the converse, like in talking about it, you're like, oh, and that kind of is representative of this, and then yeah. it can kind of open up like an onion, or I don't know if an onion opens, uh, an artichoke, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, whatever, whatever opens, uh, treasure, uh, treasure chest, uh, but no, it opens up, and you're like, oh, that's really cool, and I feel like in talking about it, that's what I was really interested about today. Like, oh, will, it, I, will we find more stuff? And I don't think that we are. Yeah. There's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah, yeah. just there. It's just sort of, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, which is, uh, to me, that's the best way I find stuff is like in talking to people, like, oh, and that would link to that. And then you start to, your perspective gets kind of larger. But, but if I'm by myself, I don't think I pull everything I need from a book. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's for me personally. I don't yeah. Know. We'll take our last break and then we'll come back and finish up uh, your listening to Read Aloud. Building a website can be very difficult, but there's an amazing website that can help you build your website. Squarespace, www.squarespace.com. They have a brand new platform, 7, Squarespace 7. Uh, They're linked up with Google Apps, which makes everything easier, as well as Getty Images. So when you're building your site and you want the exact perfect picture to use, Getty Images has millions of, of images to choose from, so it makes your website... It makes it look exactly how you want to look. It's beautiful design, really simple, powerful interface, 24-7 support with live chat and email. Uh, It's very responsive design. And every website is built for commerce. It comes with a free online store that doesn't cost extra. And it's only 8 bucks a month, and you get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. So start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. So there's an offer code NATE. You type in Nate, you get 10% off your first purchase to show your support for our show. And we thank Squarespace very much for their support. So support them because they support me. Isn't that great? Squarespace, start here, go anywhere. We're back. We're talking about Laughing Monsters, the novel by Dennis Johnson. Well, I loved the guy who was chasing him at first. I was like, oh, this is fun. This yeah. is going to be like Indiana yeah, yeah, yeah. Jones. Yeah, and like they're pals, but they're not pals. They're not yeah. Pals. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the asshole, and they're going to be like having martinis together at bars and, you know, yeah, kind yeah, of like, totally. then I swindled you, that kind right. of thing. I got chasing really each other. excited when... He was the, on the plane. Oh, wait. I think it might have been right before yeah. the plane. When he was at the... T- when he was at the... T- <laughs> <laughs> and... He was ba- it was basically Do your hand like, thing. I'm gonna double I'm gonna <laughs> get that hand get that hand shot. <laughs> <laughs> they the uh he's at the and it was it was like I'm gonna double cross. Like the double yeah. cross yeah. thing yeah, came yeah, up. Yeah. I was that like, was really oh cool. shit, okay. Like I got really excited about mm-hmm. that for a yeah. second. That's like that's you your description of that highs and lows. That, that's like kind of like and I felt like the highs were enough to get me to the next section until I yeah. just gave up. And I was like, yeah. right. Well, because it was diamonds and then it was information then it was uranium yeah it just kept seeming like it was going to be some kind of some intrigue or there was a like the uranium thing or the diamond thing or um the information thing and then it just kind of kept not being about that it was just a bunch of fake outs that never really went anywhere i would have i would to be to be perfectly honest if it weren't for like somewhat of the looming deadline of coming in here and basically not (laughs) wanting to be an idiot in front of you guys i would have stopped reading it yeah, I, I, I felt that way too. I got to page 75 or 80 and there wasn't um, there wasn't any forward momentum for me. There wasn't like a specific goal that he needed to accomplish or there wasn't some 
the spies didn't get together and say, this is yeah. what we're going to do. And I was like, this is 80 pages of like describing like a really weird kind of world and this guy's uh, confusion in it. And I'm not sure what side he's on. And it's kind of fun, but I need, I need to know what we're doing. And it was, I think, literally page like 100 where we found out what, like, finally yeah. Michael said, told the truth. And I was like, how many times does this character, does our narrator have to go, tell me what the fuck is going on? Because I'm like, yeah. as the reader, I feel the same way, Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> how about you tell us what the fuck is going I th- on? I think the benefit with a Kindle is mm-hmm. that you don't have the real pages in front of you. And I've set my Kindle to how much time is left in the book. Oh, and see, I have to do that. because It's great. Because yeah. then I'm like, oh, that's only two hours left. I can... I can do two hours. I can do it. So I I, like. So in my mind, it was always like looking at that as like thirty minutes. I'll knock that out. That's Uh, not a big deal. Like, and I finished my last like thirty minutes in like a bar, like I was waiting for something, and I was like, oh great. Like, but like that. Like, if I think I was at page numbers, I think it would have been more frustrating. Like, I think the idea that it was short. Like, if it was a longer book, I think I would have just been like, yeah. There was a part towards the end where he's walking, and I think that this is when he has his backpack, and that he thinks. That he sees Michael, but it's just a log. <laughs> I was like, "All right, I have not, uh, if not for coming in here, that's when I would have been like, I'm done. I'm done. Yep, yeah. May, I mean, like, is there some sort I, of like other I fucking it was a log. <laughs> Is there Good some Lord. like is there sort of like analogous thing with like other writers where it's like it's obviously like a great and well respected writer who just has like a total whiff. Joyce on Carol Oates. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. Did you read the one last year about that took place in Princeton? Yep. Yeah. I I read fifty pages Ooh. and was like, nope, no. Yeah. I will not. Absolutely Doesn't matter not. that you and Rob Delaney are good pals. I'm not going to continue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm checked. We just out. none of us want to yeah, disappoint no. Rob Delaney. No. Oh, we can't let him does. down. I no. do feel like I mean it's it's like any art form. You know, like yeah. your 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 yes. favorite people. Sometimes it just doesn't stack yeah. up for the next yeah. one. Yeah. And I think that maybe his saving grace is that it is short. It's yeah. not like, yeah. it, you know, it's sort of like, eh, this is this. Oh, yeah, this. nothing's worse than bad and long. Yeah. Oh, the worst. good Lord. Yeah. yeah. How did you, um, uh, guys, did you read it? You read it on your Kindle. Mm-hmm. And how, did, did you read a hard copy? Or did I read, you read a hard copy, yeah. Yeah. And did you find, did you do the same thing as Paul did or did you have a different way of? Um, no, I have pages left. So I was just kind of like, I think the, like we were saying, there are points. It was more of like narrative uh, stumbling blocks right. where I wanted to quit yeah. rather than. Yeah. You know. Do you read everything on your on your Kindle? Well, I think the bad part about Kindle, the Kindle is, um, you can just get an excerpt of something. So I won't buy it if I read twenty pages oh, into wow. it, and then yeah. I'll just give up on it. It makes it really, really easy to just give up on things. Huh. So um, that, that's terrible. <laughs> but, I didn't know that that was an option. Yeah, you can you can download a sample, and then wow. um, if I. Am not taken in, then I just you know just check out. Is the go. sample the the beginning chapter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, and Which it's I, wow, and it's yeah. kind of good though in a way because it's like being at a a bookstore. Mm-hmm. You can kind of page through and just get a sense of it. Yeah, I've done it a couple times. I'm like, oh, this is good, and then I've continued on. Wow, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, I've continued on, but I think it's also really stopped me from reading stuff that I you know if I oh, yeah, bought sure. the book that I would have you know I would have kept going. Yeah. Well, to finish out, I just want to ask you guys if there are um, to to move on from the Laughing Monsters. Thank you, Dennis. I appreciate your hard work and effort. Sorry, Dennis. If you make it into a movie, I mean, we'd all be willing to yeah. be in it oh, or yeah. write it. Or Dennis whatever. is going to exactly. have Tim Simon's baggage. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> 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 um, I was. I wondered what the uh, besides the Laughing Monsters, what all three of you like the last book that you read that you had a. An opinion about that there was something that you really loved or really, really didn't enjoy. Any books that you've? Well, I just read Lena Lena's autobiography, oh, right, yeah. or, or not autobiography, but her book and, and Amy's book, and I love both of them, and uh, they're very different. And I, I think the one thing that I was really impressed with with Lena's book was like, I think she's an amazing writer. Like her turn of phrase, like, and I I'm a fan of girls and and everything like that, but like reading. I don't know. Writing a book is different. Like, you know, like, yeah. like that, like that, that art of, uh, of, you know, yeah. and, and I thought their turn of phrase on oh, so many, I'm like, oh, that's great. That's so mm. well thought out. So kind of well constructed. I, I felt that like numerous times throughout her book. And then Amy's book, uh, I thought equally was just, uh, was like just super funny. And, uh, and I thought it was interesting in how, uh, 
opinionated and not afraid to go raw. Like I think that she took a few topics and did not like uh, shy away from being controversial or at least like not giving you the the point of view that you might expect. I think she comes across a little bit more like, yeah, fuck it. I don't, yeah. I don't suffer idiots. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think her persona is not that. Uh, or, you know, I think, mm-hmm. and, and I thought that was a, a really cool, I was like, oh, wow, I've never, mm-hmm. like, she commits to, like, she was true to what I know, and I thought it was odd. Yeah. I thought it was like, oh, that's good. She should talk about this stuff. I've like, heard great yeah. things about both those. Yeah, yeah it was really, books. they were fun to read kind of back-to-back, too. Very, very I different bet. books. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and funny, equally funny. Uh, but it was fun to, yeah, and two different women who kind of are also mm-hmm. similar, and it, it was it, it was great. Yeah. And also sort of a different at at different ages and at different points in their yeah. careers too, like yeah, like uh, uh, yeah, Amy Poehler being a little more established, and that's got like in conjunction, that's got to be really cool. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I thought it was great. I mean, and like she wrote a bunch of stuff. I'm just a kind of a new dad, and she wrote a bunch of stuff about being a mom that resonated with me in a way that I was like, wow, this is this is great. Like, and I haven't like read that point of view about. Parenthood, and it was very universal, but it was also very specific and kind of personal. But mm-hmm. but not too personal, and to her own admission, like she's like, I'm not. This is. I'll tell you what I want to share, and mm-hmm. then I don't need yeah. to give you everything, which I like too. I like, you know, it's yeah. like yeah, no illusions. That. Yeah, I like that. What have you guys been reading recently that uh, has? I read uh, the Paying Guests by Sarah Waters, which is like a lesbian murder mystery kind Ooh. of it's good huh. it's like a um post world war one pre world war two and then i read all the light we cannot see which is that world war two book that was you know bestsellery and that yeah was, i've heard about that That one. was very that was a page turner and then i'm um rereading um laurie moore's self-help right now which oh cool I yeah love her to death yeah. so she's like the one that i always go back to but both she's of those great. were good and i think the problem with the laughing monsters that i had was that the Lesbian book and the World War II book were both like really like oh I can't wait to get back to this so this was like this was homework yeah. Nate I'm sorry right. uh, so sorry so sorry Tim over this past and I don't know I mean like I know I hesitate to say it only because it had like that recent I found it my sister owns a bookstore and so she'll send me all, she'll she'll send me a lot oh, of stuff wow. and I found it through her at the same time of that sort of like internet groundswell of of support for but that book Stoner the John Williams book Stoner oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I f- I fucking loved that book it and there's something like like the first passage from it like the first page and a half is the mm. most it's just like kind of like a step by step description of that guy's life from birth to death and it is the most nothing particularly devastating happens in that first passage but it's the most devastating thing i've ever read wow. like you oh, read wow. that first passage and i just i put it down for a second i was like it's all meaningless. Like it is such <laughs> wow. it is such a powerful wow. book. So unbelievably well paced and so like it, it's not overwrought. I mean, like it might actually be the same length, but covers this man's entire life. But you know, you know every smell, you know, you know what his house looks like. I mean, it's the exact Whoa. opposite oh, of wow. this kind of minimal writing that mm-hmm. and and I don't know. I, I loved it. So that was a huge one from this past year. And when my sister sent it to me, she was like, it's the summertime right now. You should read this. Because yeah. if you try to read this in the winter, <laughs> you you will fucking hate yourself. Right. Yeah. right. And wow. uh, and then there was another one, which I think, I don't know if it ever got to like that bestsellery point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was kind of out there was the people in the trees. It had, uh, it. I can't remember the woman's name that wrote it. But it's about uh, about this guy, about a, a, a scientist. It's sort of like the life story of the scientist who goes to this island and finds this turtle that if you – and he finds like this, this, this island and these people that have never – like society has never found. And they find that inhabitants of this island are living to the age of like 600 years old. And their minds are completely gone, but they trace it to this turtle – uh, that if you if, if you reach a certain age, there's this uh, there's this uh, uh, what, what do you call it? like a uh, like a rite of passage that if you hit 65 years, you get to eat one of these things, and then you live for fucking ever. Wow! wow. So it's about his life, and he's like uh, the book. One of the most amazing things about the book is that the last two pages that have almost very so he is in prison for uh, for child uh, abuse. 
uh, and somebody else is writing this book about him or he is sending letters to this person who's making them into a book or whatever. So he is in prison and, and it's sort of about him building his reputation. But the last two pages of this book are the most fucking nightmarish thing that after this. Shit. And it's, I can't oh, fucking wow. recommend that book enough. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Two great recommendations mm-hmm. yeah. back to back. Um, Smolinski and Simons and Shear. Wow, thank you so much for coming in and being a part of the book club. Sorry about the homework, but I appreciate you reading a book that you might not otherwise read, especially Tim with all your Dennis Johnson. Oh my God, it was hard. Yeah, you did it. You, it was you hard. Fucking yeah. made it though. I, when I got the email, the, the things that I, I actually said, oh, fuck, Dennis Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing. I'll well, go back and read Jesus' Son. I'm sure it's going to be great. It's well, great. then, the, it is great. And uh, so this is this is the end of this book club, but I want to let my listeners know, uh, that's you out there, that the next book that we're going to be reading, we're going to go back in time a little bit to a book that I read in 2002 that I loved and I've been wanting to um, reread so selfishly, I'm going to just use it as the next book club. Uh, Jonathan Franzen's The Corrections. It's a wonderful book. And I'm really excited to dive in and see it for a second time. So go to your local bookseller and pick up the corrections. Um, I think a lot of listeners, you've been told by your friends to read this book, and maybe you haven't. So maybe this is um, motivation for you to actually pick up the corrections and read it. Um, So we'll see you. The book will be in a month from now. Um, So get the corrections and tune in next week for an all-new episode of Reading Aloud with an amazing interview that I'm really excited to share with you. Uh, again, thank you to my guests. Appreciate your time, and uh, we'll see you next week. Oh, you hit me like a hurricane! Wolfpop is part of Midroll Media, executive produced by Adam Sachs, Matt Gorley, and Paul Shear.